Welcome to episode 11 of the For the Pop podcast. On this episode, we give our thoughts on the historic show, The World on GCW, which happened at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City on January 23rd. So let's get it popping. What's popping, guys, gals, non-binary pals? It's your boys. I'm OG Hank 312. That lovely, uh, handsome young man right there is the Incidental Nerd, and we together are For the Pop, bringing you a uh, fresh new episode this week. Uh, nerd, what's going on, brother? How you living? How you uh, doing? I, I don't remember my spiel. Oh man, I, I'm I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, L i v i n, as I like to say. Um, just waiting for this weekend. Living for Saturday. Ooh, this boy's staying hydrated. I mean, <laughs> just realized I got three water bottles right there, all on all unfinished. Uh, but yeah, if you if you're joining us on the, on the YouTube or on the podcast. Uh, welcome. Thank you. If you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to subscribe, like, leave a comment, you know, let us know that you, you watched, uh, you know, the, the secret word of the day is, uh, but dunk a dunk, leave it in the comments. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't anything, but it'll make me laugh. Um, so we got, we got a little bit of an agenda for this show. We're, me and nerd, we're going to talk for a little bit. We're going to cover, uh, the world on GCW from this last Sunday, the Hammerstein ballroom historic uh, indie wrestling day and uh you know if we got some time we're going to go into the royal rumble preview but uh we might we may or may not be depending who we're not sure he's on a flight at the moment uh our buddy your favorite uh leader of the base squad gringo local may or may not be joining us fingers crossed fingers if he crossed. doesn't join us for this episode we're gonna rebook him We'll but, get them. In, we'll get them in the future. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Um, big, big things popping in 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 the wrestling world. Uh, yeah. th- this uh, like collective week. Um, so Sunday night, Sunday, yeah, uh, January twenty second uh, at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York, as you said, which that ballroom or or that building is a historic building. Absolutely. Um, the the ball the ballroom itself isn't where like the first raws emanated from, but right. it did they were recorded in that building, right? And it, that also was like a huge home for ECW as well. That's where they did uh, barely legal. Yeah, so um, awesome to see wrestling there again, and awesome to see GCW there. Um, I thought that was such a nice venue for them where. Um, usually, usually you watch a GCW show or you're at a GCW show and it's pretty packed and yeah. not that this one wasn't cause this was a sold out show, but it looked like it, there was room to breathe and you and I, we like that room to breathe when we're at a wrestling show. Oh, no doubt about it, man. No doubt about it. And shout out to GCW where, um, you know, they announced the broadcast and then, uh, Lenny Leonard confirmed on busted open this week that it was the most people in that building for a wrestling show ever uh and that's it and it's you know because uh they were questioning it they're like you know wwe ran there and ecw ran there but apparently in the pre-meetings to the brett asked them what's the record they gave it to them they said can we add more and they said they've obviously they've done some stuff they could add more so gcw does now for this as of today January 27, 2022, hold the record for most people in attendance at the Hammerstein Ballroom. That's amazing. Not, uh, not bad for a little indie company, huh? 
not not bad for a little indie company that that uh, wouldn't last. Yeah, um, as as Brett liked to remind us uh, several times uh, last Sunday night. Uh, let's jump into the card and let's get talking about what exactly went on. Yeah, let's um, do it, so man. I don't know when you tuned in. Um, I tuned in towards the end of the PBR pre-show. So I only caught the, the last part of the battle Royal. However, I did go back and, and view it so I could see all of the entrance and verify. Cause I, uh, I took some notes for the first time in a long time. Love I it. sent those off to you, but I wanted to make sure that I got all of the entrances. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I, I, I didn't document how it was a little rough to document all of the eliminations. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. That was, a, it was, for a a rumble that had 21 people in it, it was very quick. Yeah, I think so. Um, so but I'm gonna just rattle off uh and, and this is is how they entered the rumble. So yeah. we had Psycho Clown, Dark Sheik, Cole Radrick, Paro, Hoodfoot, Ruckus, KTB, our buddy Big Toko, Juicy Finale, Too Hot, Steve Scott. Spider Nate Webb, Big Vin, Brandon Kirk, Janai Kai, Dustin Thomas, Zach Gowan, Marcus Mather, Mathers, Yoya, Charles Mason, B Boy, Lufisto. Lufisto. Finally, getting the biggest pop of anybody in this 21 person rumble was Thunder Rosa. And that's our girl. We love her. My girl, my girl, my cat is in here right now, Uh-oh. and she's got a toy, and she's bopping it in in between all of my freaking collectibles that are on the ground, and I'm, and I'm starting to tweak out a little. I'm like, come on, man, get away what from me. Don't go wrong. <laughs> no, uh, you know, it was uh, so that was on the on the kickoff show. Yes. Uh, I, you know, a little bit of a cluster, you know. Um, but and, and what, what would what would GCW be without one? Oh, absolutely! You know, <laughs> having the cluster F as we've called it. Um, right. You know, it was really cool to see names. More than anything, I mean, shout out to uh, you know, it's probably not gonna be the last time I say it. You know, shout out to Brett for giving people the opportunity, uh, just to wrestle in such a historic place. You know, yeah. for some people, like you know, like Grim Reefer, you know, who we mentioned, he was in the scramble. Coming up, he was in, in the promo bit talking about 21 years in the game, watching all your peers pass you by. I mean, hey, you know what? 20, 21 years later, I'm sure a lot of his peers, though, were probably a little jealous of him that night. Like, damn, Reefer gets to beat the Hammerstein one, you know, for a big one. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was really cool. Um, the winner ended up being a big, big Vin, uh, second generation talent. Of uh, East second w. generation uh, of of extreme wrestling talent, mm-hmm. um, I believe his father is nine one one. Yeah, that's what they were saying from ECW. Yeah, I can't uh, remember. Most very familiar with Big Vin, but uh, but that's really cool to hear that his uh, second generation, his father is nine one one. Yeah, uh, we had uh, the last four uh, were uh, Big Vin, mm-hmm. Charles Mason. Lufisto and Thunder Rosa. And man, I was pulling for the ladies, bro. Um, I I was really pulling for them. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't happen, but a very, very uh, entertaining match to kick off the night of festivities. Oh, 100%. I I think the whole crowd would have been super. I mean, you know, the crowd went home happy with, uh, with big, with Vin winning and his dad there. So it makes sense. 
Uh, but I think the the crowd would have gone bananas for either Lufisto or Thunder Rosa winning. And let me I, let me shout out uh, Lufisto real quick because she got inducted into the Independent Hall of Fame the night before. Right. And you know I've always heard the name, but I guess I never really knew the accolades. Same. And oh my god, I don't know about you, but like I had chills listening to her stuff, and it was just like. Yo, like she's every bit of a legend. Like I get it. Like she she deserves this every bit of this induction into Hall of Fame. And like I literally text James. Uh, was I with? No, I text James. I was like, I want Lufisto versus everybody. Like if she's taking if she's taking bookings, Lufisto versus Kylie versus Billy versus Laney versus GPA. I don't care. Like I, I want versus Storm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I want Lufisto versus everybody. And uh, yeah, yeah, I. Like you, I've I've heard the name, yeah. not familiar. I did a little did a little internet search to take a look. I mean, I think she de- debuted in freaking nineteen ninety seven, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. She's had a long haul. She's had a long haul of a career. Yeah. Um, so, like you said, you know, uh, unfamiliar with her, uh, but man, as soon as she came out, I was like, I'm behind this chick. I, I, I popped when I saw her come out. I popped pretty big. I was like, oh snap! So, really happy for them. Um, I was, you know, I'm a softie when it comes to seeing, uh, you know, people I know living out, you know, their dreams. Their dreams are close enough. Having big moments. Seeing Cole Radrick there, like, I was just really happy for him. Like, I know the kid grinds, and I know how much he he loves it, you know. Yeah, commentary put him over hard. They said that, like, the fans went hard for him to get get him on the show. Yeah, you know, I don't believe for a second that Brett wasn't going to have him on the show. But he didn't have a match announced, and like he kind of alluded to that. And so yeah. then Brett Brett texted out or tweeted out something like, "Radrick on the show, yes or no?" Like in a poll question, <laughs> he's like, he's got to have over eighty percent to be booked on the show. And so I mean, I I don't think he would have left them off regardless. But needless to say, he got over eighty percent, and he was on the show. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cole, a guy that we we have the opportunity to see quite a bit. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, locally. Yep. Um, seems like a really good kid and he's, yes. uh, just working on his craft. We've been seeing, like, I, I mean, I feel like it, I've been seeing him for at least four or five years. Oh, at the very um, least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and he's just getting, getting bigger, getting better. Um, cause like, I remember seeing the, seeing him and being like, who the hell is this kid? hundred percent. The first time I ever saw him, I think it's the first time you ever saw him was at Bader Brow. Yes. Right on the ground. Yes. I just saw this this skinny, wiry, frenetic energy kid just come out in the singlet. I was like, who the hell is this kid? You know, like I kind of left. Like, like you know, real talk. I, I kind of judged him before I, I saw him. And then I was just like, okay, this kid's got, you know, he's got hearts. And uh I was a I was a fan ever since, honestly. I can honestly say fan ever since. It was a matter of like I, I let him like this is the walking like embodiment of ADHD. Like he was just like, ah, yes. like and, and you know, he just was really happy to be there. Yeah, um, and, well. and he's, and he's gotten so much better. Oh, cool. um, he's gotten excellent, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, he put on a really great match, the secret stash show. Yeah. With, uh, in Angela Scalara. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's like, and now, I mean, he, he's still very young and still very young in his career, yeah. but by some standards, he's kind of a vet now. I was, you know, what? I, I was keeping in the back pocket to mention, like he's, he's like 
a young veteran in this uh in the locker room, which is really funny because well, he's five, six years maybe into yeah. the game, maybe longer, but uh right. but yeah, so like you know, it's really cool to see people like that. And then uh you know, I have to mention I heard you say Zach Gowan. I'm assuming you mean no legs. That's not him, is it? That is his name. Is it? I Zach um, Gowan was the one-legged wrestler from WWE. I mean, I I did my due diligence. You did. You're right. Um, I I really like. I I watched. I I I went to a few different um places that had the card. Yeah. Because it, like one of the cards had Effie in it, and I'm like, that's wrong. It was Pero. <laughs> I'm like, how do you mix those two up? Right. Um, I could be. I let you know. Let me. Let me. Let me look that it's up. It's okay. I mean, but yeah, just just whoever's listening, like idiots. But I don't know. Uh, so then, follow the Please next call us match, idiots. <laughs> those idiots in the couch. The the following. Oh, no, you're match, right. That is the wrong. Uh, that is the wrong name. Sorry about that. No, it's all good. It's all hood, baby. Uh, the next was a scramble. Was Jack Hartwell versus Dante versus Grim Reefer versus Ninja Beck. Uh, Nick Wayne was not in it, and Alex Zane. Um. Uh, and I know Nick Wayne wasn't in it because apparently him and Billy are were too young to be allowed to compete by the New York State Athletic Commission. You're kidding me. No, so they were both there, but the the New York State Athletic Commission would not let them compete. Wow. I didn't even think about the fact that Billy wasn't on the show. Yeah, she was there. She, you could see her in the crowd a few times. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about the fact that she wasn't on the show. Yeah, I, I guarantee she would have been on she would have had a spot on the show. I mean. No doubt about it. Yeah. It would either fit in the rumble or in the, in the, in, you know. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I, this again, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was, a, it's a scramble and, yeah. and those matches can, can go all over the place. Um, and they can get pretty crazy when you've got big spot guys, like, especially like someone like, uh, Alex Zane and Ninja Mac, right. you're, you're in for like I've never seen Grim Reefer. I never have ever seen that guy perform. I get you. Uh, Jack Cartwheel was new for me. Um, I've only seen Dante Leone a couple times. Okay. Um, I think he was at the the uh, the weekend that they were here um, in Chicago for for the uh, All In or All Out, excuse me. I'm pretty sure he was on that GCW show. Yeah, we've seen him a few times. Okay. Um. So Grim Reefer won that one. Actually, I missed most of that match because, uh, as I was telling you in the pre-show fist fight, I was at James's house, and to this day, my eyes have still been a little, uh, at least my right eye. That's why I'm wearing the glasses if you're watching on our YouTube. Um, just help with the blue light. Um, it's been irritated, and you know I don't leave my house without my eye drops. And for some reason, of course, that day, I didn't have my eye drops on me. So oh, I, I, went, I went and hit the nearest Walgreens. <laughs> Uh, but then we, but then the main card started with everybody in the ring, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, there was a. I, I had the opportunity to see everybody come out, but that was on the on the pre-show. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um. So so they they started the the official main card with the brass ring ladder match, which has become kind of a tradition. Uh, at a GCW, uh, I, I got to think that that's definitely kind of a a poke at the WWE and the, and the old brass ring. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Um, so, but that's, that, uh, match featured some of the, like 
quintessential GCW wrestlers. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I, I I think of, of all all the matches, this was definitely full on GCW. I mean, we had a big breakfast, uh, Jordan Oliver. We had different boy Jimmy Lloyd. We had G Raver. He is not human. PCO, uh, Tony <laughs> Deppen, uh, and uh, Alex Colon, right? And and a surprise entrance uh, of AJ Gray. Oh, that's yes, 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 yes. AJ Gray. Uh, so so AJ Gray had had cut. Uh, he released a video a couple weeks ago. I think I think they played it during the the uh, GCW show that was here in Chicago. Um, and he had challenged uh, Eddie Kingston to a show to a match. Um, and uh, Eddie Kingston could not make it. Um, but AJ, AJ Gray was not going to uh, uh, not appear on this show. Something's happening. I can't hear you. <laughs> so, um, so, so, uh, like again, this is this was a ladder match. We're talking about um, plenty of people in this match here, um, and there were a lot of high spots. I can hear Henry again. Okay, hey guys. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome I back. Just that, I just hope that didn't mess up the audio. Fingers crossed. For sure. Um, so we had two GCW champions in this in this match. Right. And Alex Cologne and AJ Gray. Yep. Um, and, and you know, Tony Deppin, it can't be said enough. You might not like him, his character. But the guy is a ridiculous wrestler. Oh, he's great. He's he's there's a reason he you know he was on uh, Ring of Honor. He was the television champion there. I mean, it doesn't happen by mistake. You got PCO at 53 years old taking the bumps that that man is taking. I don't understand how he can move like that. <laughs> I don't understand like he how he takes the bumps he takes, and it's just he literally is not human. Literally, like I know literally. that's a gimmick. That's, yeah, that, that may be legit. That may be a shoot, brother. I mean, when when people, I don't think people realize that PCO was part of the WWF, right, in the eighties. Yeah, like I don't think people realize, like, oh, that's that's uh, what was his uh, how, what what's his full name? Pierre uh, Cardin or something like that. Uh, Olier, like, Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but like, so okay. he was he was. Right now. He was a, he was par, a main part of the the uh, the tag division right in the well, in the eighties and 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 now to see him in his fifties making you know he's been around basically he, he made a comeback of like you know pre COVID yeah and um and he's been going strong oh yeah yeah no he 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 made that big comeback about a year year and a half pre COVID. Then COVID hit, he's, he stuck with the Ring of Honor because he was under contract, and he's one of the people that were able to get out of the Ring of Honor contracts, and now right. he signed with Impact, so we'll see him more over there. Uh, but, you know, just just like most of your ladder matches, it was a car wreck. A lot of, lot of, uh, lot of things happening there. AJ took a nasty spill, which I'm glad that he got a – I think the biggest thing that hurt other than his probably his bones was, uh, you know, a little ego bruise there. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's it happens. Those those yeah. those are uh, for those who didn't see. He took a really bad spill off the ladder when he tried to jump off the top of one. It essentially got taken out from under him, and it was Which, a really bad fall. In retrospect, 
in watching uh, AEW last night and watching the the ladder match between Cody and and Sammy Guevara, um, where I think AJ Gray was going for a very similar spot to the one that that uh, Sammy Guevara pulled off, and to see that how flawlessly he did that cutter of launching off of a ladder, yeah, and then like I mean they were ten feet in the air, so like it 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 made me even appreciate that move even more. Knowing that, like AJ Gray is is a super professional. Like he, it, like you, like you. I mean, shit happens. Shit happens, and and it happened to him on on, on Sunday night, and, and in, a, in a big bad way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. just showing how uh, like the kind of chances these guys are willing to take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that 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 Sammy uh, that Sammy Guevara Cutter that that's. That's right up there with uh, Seth Rollins and RKO one uh, cutter. And I, th- we can discuss which one is better at a later time, but sure. that, that, that I think uh, that was just the fact how smooth it went. The landing. I mean, Cody did his part also. Oh yeah. Chef's kiss. Uh, <laughs> you know, so AJ Gray ended up winning that uh, brass ring ladder match. Uh, then we went into uh a Lucha six on six three man. It was Team Gringo, Team Gringo Loco, Ares, and uh, Demonic Flamita. Uh, and they defeated Team Bandito, Laredo Kid, and ASF. Um, thoughts on it? <laughs> All sorts of good Lucha things. Yeah. Um, like, Lucha, Lucha Libre wrestling is so interesting. Um, be, to me, because it's so different than the than like traditional like American or even like uh, British style wrestling, yeah. because it's one of those things where you kind of have to suspend like your like your sense of like, well, th- that's not how things work. Like, oh, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, but just for the beauty of what they're doing in the ring, of course. you know what I mean? Because like they did. <laughs> There was like a, you know, three ma- two three man, uh, uh, tower towers of terror. Yeah. Um. There was another move. I don't even know what what you call it. What they did for the for the part of the finish. The outside. What's that? The corner backflips to the outside. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh. I mean, I was talking about like the guys. All four dudes in the in the middle of the ring, basically stretched, completely stretched out. Oh yeah, the star or whatever. Yes, like it's the kind of thing where you're like, well, that would like, what, what the fuck is that? But then right. you also realize how cool looking it was. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you know, you you have to uh, when it comes to lucha libre, you know, it literally translates to like free fighting. You know, like mm-hmm. so so. You know they're real. They're really uh, a lot more free flowing, especially the the aerials. They're insane. So always. No, you know I I think they did really good. Uh, I was happy to see Gringo get the win. He well he get the pin. Uh, it seemed like things got a little wonky at the end, but you know what they fit. You know he uh, he made the smart move. He hit a move and hit the cover in ASF for the one two three. Absolutely. Uh, Tim yeah. Gringo was your winner. Moving on, yeah. Um, um, match match of the night, mo- I think for most people, uh, was Blake Christensen uh, against Leo Rush. Yeah, 
Right, Blake Christian. Excuse me, Blake Christian. I gave him the Christensen. Um, I'm 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 too used to saying Hayden Christensen, who played uh, Anakin Skywalker. Sorry, Blake. It's Blake Christian uh, versus Leo Rush. Um, and a match that we've seen before. At least I know I have. Um, and and it was a great match. And this one was just as good, if not better. For sure. No, it was it was a really good match. Uh, Blake really has a chip on his shoulder. It was originally supposed to be Blake Christian versus uh, Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor World title. Right, right. Uh, jo- uh, Jordan Grace is the wife of jo- Jonathan Gresham. Uh, she had said on, tw- on Twitter that she contracted COVID and Jonathan Gresham was doing the responsible thing and didn't gotcha. want to risk exposing anybody else. Wow, makes sense. So, unfortunately, that's the times we live in now. He did the responsible thing. Right. Was, I'm, I'm sure it was very easy for him to keep his mouth quiet and just go perform at a, at a you know, a dream venue. Right. I, yeah. Like, yeah, you, like it, that probably had to be heartbreaking for him not to not to go. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But but Blake and Leo definitely still put on a show. Um, definitely, I think one of the, the best matches of the night. Uh, it, yeah. So, yeah, uh, who, whoever. Blake obviously won. And then yes. after the match, he said that he still wants his Ring of Honor title shot, which hopefully he gets uh, sooner yeah, rather that's, than later. That's that chip that's on his shoulder, like you said. Um, it's it's a it's a side of him that we haven't we haven't seen. Yeah. Because um, my my memory of him in the in Independence before signing with the WWE was that he was just kind of like good guy Blake, right. super talented, but he was like he was a baby face. So he's a hot meat hot hot uh, what do you call it white meat baby face. Right. Um, but now he's got a little bit of an edge to him. He's pissed off. Yeah. Um, and he, and, and to be honest, like I, that's what I would expect out of like, like he, he made it somewhere and he thought he was, you know, going someplace and, and now he's back on the independence. And like, I would expect that. I would expect him to want bigger, better things for himself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I gotcha. For sure. I mean, I think I said when he got signed, I thought he, he had a chance to be something really special, but you know, other people didn't see it that way. You, you know, we see it all the time. The, the We see it all the time. The uh, WWE is not the only company that does it where they squander excellent talent. You know, that it, it happens. Unfortunately, uh, that happened to Blake. And like, but I, I find, I, I feel like we're fortunate because as independent wrestling fans, um, I'm selfishly, he's back on the independent scene. Yeah which gives us an opportunity to see him wrestle more. Whereas we weren't really seeing much out of him when he was, you know, with the E. So no doubt. Uh, next match was a big cluster as well. Matt Cardona versus Joey Janela. Um, yes. Car- I mean, listen, I, I've said it. I still woo woo woo. Cardona <laughs> is killing it on the, on the independent scene. He's absolutely reinvented himself. Uh, you know, he's one of the hottest things in the Indies. The and thing, the, the, him and Joey the, killed it. I feel like with all their s- special appearances. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting. It was an interesting match. Yeah, um, it was. It was like, it was a whole gimmick. It was, you know, uh, some people have said like it was a total shit show, but like, I feel like if you want to call it that, it was like a really well planned out like car crash. 
like I I can't I can't even tell you how many times I popped during that match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and and the first thing it started with was like and and like you were saying you were talking about Matt Cardona and like like doing the best work of his career. Like the thing to me is like he looks like he's just having fun. Oh yeah, like he's he has embraced the hate of the fans and and he. And he fucking loves it. Yeah. Um, so that so Chelsea Green giving him the low blow and and flipping the crowd, making them think, oh shit, like she's with Joey, right. only to fuck Joey over 30 seconds later. Right. I popped hard for that. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, that, was, that was a real that was a real good swerve. Like, yeah. At first I, I was like, no way, but then realized oh the cup. So it, it was good. It, I mean, it was a roller coaster. It, it was, was it was a shit show, but like, and I mean that in a good way. Like, you had X Pac, Sabu, Brian Myers, uh, Horns, uh, Dylan Pascal, Hornswoggle, Marco Stunt come out, Smart Mark Sterling, uh, Chelsea got involved. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. I, I what I'm hoping for, I hope this sets up like for spring break, like Cardona, uh, Swoggle, and Brian Myers versus. Janela, Marco, and uh, X-Pac. I think I think that could be a match for spring break. It could be. You're could absolutely be. right. Or if they just want to continue the feud, they can just take it all the way to War Games next year if there's going to be another War Games. Team Cardona versus Team Janela. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it still has a, a lot of uh, a lot of steam. Like, that, that, yeah. that hasn't played out. I think out it's completely. over between them. Right. I, I think they found a way to continue it in. I mean, in Xbox, Xbox looked great. I, I was saying to uh, uh, the intern and, uh, and, and to, and to a tech guy that uh, I, I, it looked like he was in the best shape of his life. Absolutely. And I, and I know that he's been clean right. for quite some time now. Um, and, and mentally he's in a much better place. Yeah. So yeah, like I would love to see him at least just for one match. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, so Matt Cardona went over after all the hijinks and all that stuff. Right. Uh, also, I'm going to shame Matt Cardona real quick. Uh, whether it was a plant or not, spitting that beer all over Mittens, the the East, the hardcore GCW fan, that kid travels everywhere. Oh, That's really? Just, oh, he travels, well, especially in the East Coast. I mean, he's come to Chicago for the big shows, like for war okay. games and all that stuff. Right. Uh, but he took the PBR and spit it all over him with his mouth wide open. I was just like, man, that's that's a tough pill to swallow. We're living in Rona times, dude. Literally. <laughs> literally. We were like, we were talking, we were discussing that, like whether or not that was a plant or not. Um, and like I don't think you could pay me enough right now to have a beer spit in my face and oh, down my throat. I don't think he'd be paid. I think he'd just be like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. Like, hey, we got this idea. Will you do it? Fuck Listen, yeah. I'm just saying, I don't think you could pay me enough to do that spot. Please. <laughs> Next up was, I think my favorite match of the night gave me the most feels. Uh, very emotional. Yeah, very emotional. I'm, I'm team Alley Catch, even though I love Ruby. Uh, Ruby Soho versus Alley Catch. I think it was a really good match. I know what it meant to Alley. Yeah. I love the vignette going uh, up to it. Shout out Giancarlo from uh, GCW. He's a he's the guy who does all their like the vignettes, like the videos. Okay. He used to work for WWE. He was featured oh. and covered himself. Um, 
But or I don't know if he was future endeavor or whatever, but I know he used to work for WWE on the production team or whatever. Gotcha. He's killing it for GCW right now. Like okay. you know, he did the Ruby Soho going to AEW. He did the John Moxley, you know. Oh shit. He he's done all those and you know, he did the Jeff Jarrett one for so he's killing it. John Carlo. Yeah. He's killing it for GCW and the video production of it. For sure. Uh but yeah. Um did you see the Ellie uh video, the hype video when she yeah, where she she's walking around talking and then she she sees the, the graffiti on the wall. Yeah. 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 So I've watched it several times. Okay, so here here's a, a nice little tidbit that I didn't even know. I heard Lenny Leonard talking about her, somebody talking about it this week. So the premise of the of the of that whole uh video was Ali, you know, saying that she's always, you know, kind of been chasing, you know, Ruby Soho, you know, Heidi or uh, right. Whatever, whatever she she was known as, you know, Ruby Riot and stuff like that. I, I guess what went over a lot of our, a lot of people's heads was, in Ali's video, she's literally going to every place. Uh, Ruby was on her video when she was announcing she's the runaway. Oh shit! Yeah, like that's awesome. I was just like, so, and that's at the end. She's like, I realized I've been chasing you. And then if you look at the video side by side. She literally went to every place that Ruby was on her video. I was like, man, that's storytelling and just fucking vignettes. That's amazing. Right. I got the chills, bro. And it's not because it's just cold outside. That was wow. That's cool. That's that's super cool. I I thought that was that was a nice little uh pin on it, or not, whatever you want to call it. Um, unfortunately, you know, Allie had the match of her career, you know, she had the match she wanted, but I don't know if politics got involved, but Ruby went over. <laughs> Listen, like that that loss doesn't hurt Allie in the Oh no. I I um because she like you said, that's like match of her career. That's you know, like that's that was the best I've seen her. Yeah. And and it was an amazing build because she was she faced such quality talent. Leading yeah. into that match, no that it. it was not, it was undeniable that she deserved to be in the ring with Ruby. Yeah, yeah, for, a- absolutely, hundred percent agree with that. Um, so I think they'll run it back one day. So that that should be fun. Definitely. Next up was uh, I know your favorite, you know our favorite Effie versus Jeff Jarrett. Um. <laughs> yeah. <I hated> <laughs> um. Yeah, like I, I. <laughs> Listen, Brett does some really cool shit, okay? I just don't understand this. I agree. I just, I don't, because Jeff Jarrett is so part of the old, the old regime. Uh, crowd, the old regime, whatever you want to call it. But, like, that that whole, like, men, men are men kind of a thing and, like, very macho and that kind of shit at facing Effie, this openly gay, wild person that like, it just seemed like, and maybe that was the point of it, the juxtaposition of the two of the two characters. But I just like legitimately, I felt, and, and not that I give a shit if Jeff Jarrett feels uncomfortable, but I could feel the uncomfortableness of, of some of those moves that Effie just does. Right. And, and nobody fucking winks at it, you know, but it seemed like it was legitimately 
pissing him off. That's and maybe that listen, and maybe Jeff Jarrett just is is much better than I give him credit for. Right, right. No, I, I can uh, I can absolutely see that. Sorry, I'm, uh, I can see that. But so I, I guess I'll say I'll say what I'm trying to say for the for the end. Uh, essentially, Jeff Jarrett went over. He beat Effie. Effie took a nasty spill. Like he hit the he got the guitar broken over his head, but then he fell face first while his head was still in the guitar, and so the guitar bits smashed into his face. So you could yeah. see he had like a, a even on his uh, Effie's Twitch show he does on Mondays Monday Not Raw you see he had like a you know a scar not a scar but like a cut like on yeah. his face from the guitar like that that was that that was brutal um, decent match I I can honestly say I don't remember a lot about it because I just remember the finish um, so then coming second up was or not not second up but the semi main. John Moxley versus uh, Homicide. I felt like Mox was going to go over from the beginning. Shout out Mox. He's looking good. Uh, he's back and looking healthy. Uh, yeah. So definitely excited for him on that on that front. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Homicide went into the Hall of Fame the night before. Um, he's still wrestling. So. Yeah. I mean, I get why he was on the show. Right. I don't get why. Honestly. Yeah. In a show this big, not having Moxley versus Gage, that's surprising to me. And we'll get to that in a second. I I feel like maybe um, Gage wasn't sure if he was going to be there or not. So they had to lock something in uh, for sure. Yeah, because I, I, it was really interesting to me in social media wise. There was a video earlier in the week yeah. where where Nick Gage, like, it was like, fuck GCW. I'm not even going to be there this weekend or whatever it was. And I was like, that's got to be a work. Yeah. Um, you know, just peeling back the curtain and the little bit I know when I saw that. I did take it as 50-50 because one, in my mind, I thought, no way in hell does this happen and Nick Gage isn't there, right? But then right. nothing was said ever about it. And I I had I had a hard time believing that maybe there was a falling out just because I mean Nikki has said it a bunch of times that he's loyal to to till death to Brett. Right. Uh, you know, I'd like I said, I don't want to get too into behind the scenes stuff, but I, that's just the relationship they had. I mean, it right. was it was it was on the dark side of the ring. Everybody yes. knows that Gage and Brett, you know, they're like brothers. They have a brotherhood, you know. Right. So I just didn't see it. Um. So yeah. Uh, maybe his injury was taking a little longer. Maybe, maybe he's still good enough to have the type of match he had for the main. And not like a goal, a full bender with my not bender. That's a, uh, uh, you know, a full blowout bout with Mox. Right. So yeah, um, I get the hum. I, I get it's New York, so I get why you have homicide there. And he's a hardcore le- le- legend, like he just is. It, it's just so. Am I, I don't know. I just feel like for the magnitude of the show, it felt a little one-sided with Moxley being the star of it. 
you know, I, I just, I, I, I hate to say it like that. I hate to say that. I just feel like Mox is the absolute bigger star than Homicide. Uh, and it's just, unfortunately, it's facts because a lot of people don't know who, still don't know who Homicide is, you know? Right. Yeah. So, you know, no disrespect to Homicide. Obviously, this dude's a legend, went into the Indie Hall of Fame. Uh, hey, man, I got all sorts of disrespect for Homicide because hey. he kicked my buddy right in the arm. Oh, he did kick me in the arm, right? <laughs> that shit hurt. Yeah, you had a big ass bruise. Right. Damn, there was Homicide who he got a fucking throat. That's right. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I had I had a big bruise in my arm for like a week, a week and a half. You did, man. You took a you took a freaking you you took a bump, a nice bump. <laughs> yeah. And then the main event, the which also was a, this was a little weird to me too. Yes, it was, um, it was, the ti- the timing and and I get that. So it was a it was a uh, an open invitational for the GCW Tag Team Championships. Right. which are held by the Briscoes. Correct. Briscoes make their way into the ring, and then it's like, who's going to be – who are they going to face? I thought it was going to be FTR. I, th- I, I did too. Like everybody thought it was going to be FTR. But yeah. here's another thing. I was a little confused, and I was watching with James, and I was just like, is it going to be the Rock and Roll Express? Because they had announced Ricky Morton was going to be on the show. Oh. But – he to at least to my knowledge she was he, i don't i don't remember seeing him at all no he so, was not on the so show that's what i was thinking i was like is he is it gonna be the rock and roll express like that'd be an odd main event but i get it because they're doing their farewell tour but, right okay so so first matt tremont comes out and i only know him from a couple of the matches right. i've seen against nick gage right right so as soon as matt tremont came out i was like okay so Mr. GC they were in a tag before the hate club. Okay. So Mr. GCW basically Nick other than Brett himself. Oh yeah. Nick Gage was his partner. That that return, I mean, you talk about the Road Warrior pop. That's the Nick Gage pop, dude. Like like I've watched that entrance at least 20, 30 times just because it's so like you know, Dewey comes out and Nick Gage's manager, and uh, I forget his name right now, but it's Dewey, obviously. Right. Uh, he's got to do the do on his jacket. And then he comes out, and you hear the, the bell toll, and oh my God, you scared the heck out of me. Hi, baby girl. How are you? Got a little visitor. Hi. How are you? Good. That's Noel. Say hello. Oh, that's Nerd. Hi. All right. I'll get out of my shack. You're getting too big. Get out of there. All right. What do you want to show? Hold on, chat. Right. <laughs> so climate changes. Some people say it's not real. It's real. So we. So there was a. There, so this match didn't last very long. Nick Gage got a huge pop. Let's help stop climate change together. That's so beautiful. Let's get sent to Springfield. Yeah. That's beautiful. Good job, baby girl. Thank you. Get out of here. I'll see you guys up there in a little bit. Good luck. Yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just see somebody walking. I'm like, oh god, this is how I die. <laughs> and it would be her, wouldn't it? Taxis in the past. Where's my returns? Ooh. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, so, uh, Nick Gage and Matt Tremont go over on the Briscoes. Yeah. 
um, I was a little disappointed in that, but I, I understand it. Right. I understand it. Like I said, Mr. GCW. Um, but I'm a huge Briscoes fan. I got you. And and hopefully this doesn't mean that the end of them in GCW. Um, because I I feel like that's of all the companies out there, that's where they it's like the perfect spot for them. I agree. And I agree. and speaking of the companies, GCW. So this was this was much bigger than I originally under, understood it to be. This okay. show, um, I understand it was at a at a, 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 a historic venue. Right. I understand that it was a sold out show. Right. But then you add on top of that, this is the first time that GCW was on pay per view. Right. Which kind of changed the show. Yeah. So. Let me give you my thoughts. Um, All right. Because, because as soon as the show ended, my first, literally the first things I said was, well, that was a show. And let me, let me preface this by saying, I understand. I am, I am honestly so team GCW. I literally had dreams about the Hammerstein show the night before Hammerstein. Like, that's how invested I am on it. Like, when I care about something, I care about it. And I, yeah. honest, I I tell you, I love GCW. I've seen the behind the scenes. I've been able to be a part of the team on the very smallest parts to help make things happen. I am GCW ride or die. Um, but after the, for, yeah, literally full life, you know, anything Brett needs, you know, anything I could ever help, I'm 100% there. But I just felt get okay so once i get past the it was historic and holy shit look at my some of my friends uh people i know living out their dreams what an amazing moment i now i sit back and reflect and it's just like it it, it wasn't the most gcw show i've ever seen you know what i'm saying like i can i'll tell you right now i absolute hate that that cardona uh ruby and jeff jerry all went over i understand maybe one or the other. I wish one of quote unquote our people, one of our guys, would have gotten a win because sure. that, that would have been like a win for us, a win for GCW, a, a win for the for for the quote unquote small guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah. Like, that's how I feel. And I, I never, I never really, you know, Mox. He feels like a GCW guy, even though he's a WWE AEW guy. Like Mox is still at least embodies, you know, that that mentality. I oh, because you, you've because he. Not only has he participated, but he is he embraces the death match yes. style. Yeah. And this and that's kind of the point I was getting at is this was not a death match show. No, it wasn't. This was this was a wrestling show with some violence, but we're used to see, and I'm not saying that like I have to I have to have violence because oh, I, I enjoyed the show. Right. I enjoyed it, I was entertained. Right. Um, I got my $25 worth and more right. from the show. However, it's not what I'm used to seeing with GCW. Right. I'm used, I'm used to now at this point, I'm I'm like uh what's the word I'm looking for here? I'm like uh uh um expecting it or expecting that's not the word I was looking for, but that that's that works. I'm expecting it. It, it it's it's like a Pavlovian response, man. Like like it's a GCW show. I, I, I'm going to see blood and, and, and I'm going to see halogen lights and I'm going to see glass 
and 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 I'm gonna see people trying to cut each other open. Yeah, um, yeah. and and I don't. It's not. I'm not blood hungry. I'm not yeah. like it's it's not. But that's what GCW has become. That's what they they're known for. Let, let me let me shed a little light on that. So I, I get you. I I, can, I kind of felt the same way, and then I remembered. Oh, okay. That's why one. I feel I don't know this for a fact, but well, I, I guess Lenny Leonard, who was on the announce team, he did say it on Busted Open on Monday that the last two matches did kind of were hurried a bit because some earlier matches went longer, which absolutely sucks because, right. hey, let's, we're all here right now. Let's, let's work together. So, yeah. so they had the time constraint of pay-per-view, right? So they had to be off by 10 PM central. Right. Yeah. So that, that was it. Like that you, unfortunately the last match, I feel like, they had to get in and out within 12 minutes entrances and everything and goodbyes. And I think, and I, and I think that they really wanted whoever was producing the show wanted that last hundred percent, like everybody from the show in the ring celebrating what they had done. Yeah. I I feel like the the locker room deserved it. The fans deserved it. So I I, I did enjoy that. So I feel like the timing that that's, that's where we get that from. They had time constraints and unfortunately, a lot of people didn't stick to their times. So right. it kind of ended up screwing over the, the mains. You know, learning experience. As for the no blood, the no uh, light tubes and stuff like that, New York State Athletic Commission said absolutely no blood. You get fined for blood. So, okay. You know, that's uh, so. And I'm sure Brett would have, listen, Brett's a fan. Brett was ride or die. I'm sure he would have paid the 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 uh, the, the what's it called the fine. Right. Uh, no, let me read you a tweet Brett said, um, which kind of fires me up because he's the leader, right? So yeah, like it kind of fires me up, but also it kind of shows like how we're talking here. I loved it. I love it. Love it. Loved it. But I'm not. I don't loyally. I, I don't uh, blindly follow it. I'm able to critique it. Like yes. There was time mishaps. Yes, uh, your your homegrown talents nobody went over, and right. yes, you didn't have the blood. Essentially, what got you to the show. So a lot of first time people were bashing it online. Obviously, but that's but that's always right. You're always gonna get bashed. Brett's tweet, which I I feel like, you know, like man, what a fucking attitude. Like, and it fires me up. His tweet was, Sunday was a smash hit business wise for GCW, all records shattered, and it's not even close but I'm not happy at all. I feel like I let a lot of people down. I got played and I should have known better. Big time learning experience. Going to work harder than ever to get a second chance. Like, how, how do you not respect that? Like, I mean, he could have just rested on, dude, I made a whole bunch of fucking cash. Screw what you guys thought. But like, I feel like he cares. He cares yeah. that I'm sure even some of his most hardcore fans were felt disappointed for one reason or another right so like well i can always it's to me it's like if i watch a wrestling show i can almost always be like yeah that was really entertaining however this yeah. this and the other thing of course like i while i will say that i that i did miss the death match element of it yeah i don't think that the show suffered by not having it. 
I agree. I can. I like can it was that. still, I still was extremely entertained. Yes. Uh, one of the things that I that, that I, I mentioned, I, I mentioned it in in our in our group chat with all of our friends was it was it was uh, cameo or appearance heavy, yeah. like like they got a lot of people in and out of the ring. Um, you know, so so we got to see a lot of people. So that 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 alone will pop a crowd. I, um, I, I, feel, I but, feel like that speaks to like Brett's wanting to help out the people that's helped him out. Look at all the names he put on the battle royals and the scrambles. Mm-hmm. Like those are people that have gotten a shot, and he felt like I'm assuming I don't know. I'm not speaking for him. I, I would right. feel I, I feel like he thought to himself like you know these guys have been there for me, worked my shows. Let me give them even a small spot on the on the kickoff to perform in this building in front of people, like that's love. Yeah, I mean, um, Brett seems like I I I've not had the opportunity to meet him myself, no. but just from everything that you've said and everything I've heard elsewhere, seems like a real stand up dude. Um, and and he's extremely passionate about yeah. about wrestling, about yeah. professional wrestling, and he's bring he's brought like it's an amazing thing that he's done. It's not that it hasn't been done before. But um, not like this, right? I'll say, and, like this, it's, it's different. This is this this is definitely different. He's he's really, I and I hate I'm not I don't hate to compare, right? But it is really GC uh, ECW, a new a new era of ECW because they have the luchas, they have the hardcore. Uh, you know, they bring in Jonathan Gresham and other like you know pure wrestling styles, uh, right? You know, they, they, they are now in, in the times that we're living they're they're, they're bringing the LGBTQ plus community to the forefront in wrestling. I mean, Effie's having his big gay brunches. He's going to take it to Texas next year or this in a few months. You know, <laughs> so I hope Texas has a great time with that. I hope a whole bunch of people lose their shit over it. But uh, as long as it's safe, right? Um, hey, ain't that that guy that Jeff Jarrett beat? Right. <laughs> that guy wearing fishnets. No, we're, we're, uh, we're, what do you call it? We're, uh, <coughs> pardon me. <clears throat> COVID. We're, uh, stereotyping Texans, but no, but we anyway. are, we are. Um, no, I, I mean, GCW is, is doing it. They're very ECW, but they got a, their own modern twist. I, I feel like they're doing it as safe as possible. Uh, and these kids are hungry, man. Like I, 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 I personally have seen the locker room. I've seen the behind the scenes, man. Like th- these people care, man. They, and they all like, they're essentially the outcasts of wrestling, but God damn, they, they, they make it work. But you can also see that like top flight talent yeah. wants to be a part of it. Oh yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking about, John John Moxley for one, we know that we know his history yeah. in, in in death matches and, and that, but we also know his history as one of the top guys in the WWE and one of the top guys currently in AEW. Yeah. Like if 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 all he wanted to do was make money, he wouldn't have to put himself through the things that he has in the GCW ring. I agree. You know what I mean? Like and and like like Ruby, for instance, like she's she made it to the freaking top. She unfortunately never never won a championship in the, in the WWE, but she was still where, I guess years gone by that was considered the pinnacle, and like the pinnacle, I think it's changed a bit. Like, 
you know, I, I, I think there's been a, a, a shift where, yeah, people still want to work for the WWE, but there are other opportunities and other places to be that where you can, you know, do what you want, be who you want to be. Yeah. Um, And I think GCW is one of those places. If I look distracted, it's because I am. I just got a a message from uh, Gringo Loco. He said, let's chat. Let's chat in a few minutes. He'll be jumping on. He said to give him a second because um, Brett's about to announce something big. So I'm looking at my socials. So (laughs) I guess uh, we can both, uh, I guess we can react to it. Let's see if. uh... How funny. We were just. uh just talking about his company and now he's about to make a a uh, an announcement WTR official uh, podcast of a uh, of uh, GCW no. I mean I would I I mean FTP should be <laughs> What did I say did I not say us <laughs> I said WTR You did you know you know that stays in my heart baby <laughs> Hey listen when you're WTAR you're WTAR for life. For life. <laughs> oh shit! Breaking Collective Twenty Two announcement: Gringo Locos World on Lucha debuts at the Collective for the Twenty Twenty Edition. Oh shit, dude! Fuck yes! Let's go! Wow! That's amazing! Holy shit! What an announcement! The- Run that what? back again. Gringo Locos, the world on Lucha. That's insane. Look at that. I'm, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show the camera. Look, look at the graphic. The world on Lucha, and it's got Gringo's face and stuff in the background. That's Gringo Show. So, for people that are that are listening to this, we're experiencing this live. This oh, was just dude. literally just announced, um, and. We we're hopefully going to get the man himself on the show in oh, just this time, a second. This time or two. it couldn't be better. I we <laughs> did not plan this. He obviously knew this may be happening, but wow! It's do we know where the collective is going to be? It's going to be in Texas. It's going to be in Texas. That's what I'm saying. That's where Effie's Big Gate Brunch is going to be. Okay. Um, All right. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Brett's going to need the you know. The Chicago A squad to help out, you know. So, uh, although I, I know I know that that was asked, uh, and he's like, I don't know yet, so we'll figure it out. <laughs> but why don't why don't we do this? Why don't we uh, why don't we put a pin in this episode, and when Gringo jumps on, we'll get a fresh recording, uh, so that way you know we don't go two hours and people can we can break it down into our GCW review. And are hopefully soon to be an uh, interview with uh, Gringo Loco. It sounds like a plan. So uh, Take I, hope, I hope everyone has enjoyed us, uh, our, our review of uh, GCW uh, uh, from Hammerstein uh, Ballroom, uh, the world on GCW. Um, and we just, just experienced, like, we just got popped. Uh, you know, the announcement of uh, Gringo Loco having his own show at the collective that's going to be WrestleMania weekend. Yes, sir. WrestleMania weekend. Um, that's and the collective is always so fucking amazing that th- those shows are awesome. So um, we're going to put a pin on this one. 
And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Oh, so Take good. it home, Hank. Toodles. Peace. <laughs>